from Silicon Valley, California. This is Fresh Dialogues. This is part two of my interview with Heidi Roizen, the celebrated Silicon Valley entrepreneur and venture capitalist. We talk about her Silicon Valley career and her savvy advice for entrepreneurs. We were talking about Silicon Valley and your time with Apple. With Apple, it was a very interesting opportunity for me to come in and reinvigorate the developer community looking at Apple from having been a developer myself, having having run a software company myself. It was a difficult time for Apple. The company was losing market share. It had a crisis of leadership. But I think the corporate world didn't end up being very well suited to me. Plus, uh, my children were one and three at the time, Mm. and I think I underestimated the amount of hours in the day that would be necessary, the amount of global travel that would be necessary, and it really took a toll on my family. And so after a year, I thought, well, I gave it a year, but this isn't for me, and it was time to, to move on. So I left Apple in 97. And immediately after leaving Apple, I, I really decided that was the first time in my life I was, I was at that point approaching 40 and decided I was going to take some time off and think about what I wanted to do next. And that's when I was recruited to join the board of a company called Great Plains Software. And they were about to go public and they really wanted to strengthen their board with someone from Silicon Valley, someone who'd run a company, a woman. And so they invited me to join the board and that was a great experience. And that really led to corporate governance and ultimately venture capital for me. I I started doing that and I really enjoyed it and did more boards and and uh, then got recruited into venture capital. And so I really enjoy the corporate board service. I, I really enjoy working with a team of people to make something happen. But it does draw on my experience as a former CEO, which is terrific. But it I, I joke that it's a little bit like grandparenting as opposed to parenting, which is at the end of the day, I go home and the CEO has to do all the hard work. (laughs) I like that analogy. I've never heard that one. And talking of venture capital, one of the most rapidly expanding areas of venture capital, I understand, is green technology. Mm -hmm. Can you comment on that or are you involved Well, I really am not. um, That's not an area that I'm personally involved in. I certainly think that as we look out in the market and we look where are the venture capital dollars going, they are going into green technology. They are going into various forms of life sciences and medicine. And I think that we're going to see some amazing outcomes from these things. I think that it is exciting that we have this venture capital model that provides capital and provides expertise for people who have a vision about something they want to do that requires a breakthrough because many of those breakthroughs are not going to come from the big major corporations. So I'm really excited about what's going on. What about in the Roizen family? Are you a green family? Have you adopted? Uh, we're certainly trying to be more green. Uh, it, just this week, I we did the uh, no more water bottles, you know, and and we really try to be thoughtful about this. I mean, I think that we all, uh, you know, not only is it the right thing to do, but it's also a, a good personal business, right, to, uh, to make sure that you're not being wasteful. And I think we we owe it to uh, to ourselves. And and I like you. I you know I have children, and I like to think about the world that we're leaving them with. And hopefully, we ought to be doing what we can to make it uh, make it a little better. Where do you see yourself five years from now? Do you see yourself still between the high tech and the creative side? Well, I have or? to say, I really enjoy this. I mean, I did. As I said, I turned fifty. I have two teenage daughters, so, you know, in a few more years, I'll be an empty nester. And for this phase of my life, it's really great to be able to do something that's fun and uplifting that has to do with health, 
but also to be able to work from home most of the time, which is great, and be here for my kids. This is something, and I think corporate governance, on the other hand, is something one can do for a long time. It's definitely a marathon career. It's the type of thing that you can do for, you know, I'm hoping I can do for 20, 20 mm-hmm. plus more years. Mm-hmm. It'll be interesting to see how, how, how long we all last, you know, yes. in the, in the coming, uh, in the coming uh, century here. But I, I do think it is something that I will continue to do. I'll continue to have a portfolio of things. I love the freedom. I love the flexibility. I love the, co- the continuous learning that you undergo when you're doing corporate governance, for example, because all the companies are different and they're new and the teams are different. And so I'm hoping that that will be something I'll be able to do for a long time. Can you talk about that? Because I think a lot of people come to age 50 in the empty nest or approaching empty nest and they say, you know, I want to do something different. I want to do something that really gets my heart involved. Mm -hmm. Can you describe some of the lessons you've learned in making that transition? Sure. Well, I think, I mean, the first thing is, it is wonderful to pursue your passions, but you have to pursue them. If, they're, if it's a business, you still have to pursue it as a business. You have to think through it rationally. You have to decide how much capital you're willing to risk. And you have to be very proactive and you have to get through the, the doors slamming in your face and the down days and continually revisit your strategy and figure out how to make it work. So just because it's something that you love and that you're excited about doesn't mean that it's an easy business. I think there really is no such thing as an easy business. And that to me has, has been, again, not so much a new learning experience as a reminder that at the end of the day, this is a business and you do think of it like a business. I think the other thing is that you have to be very self-motivated when you break off and do something like this, especially what I've just learned in writing a book. I talked to other authors when I, when I embarked on writing a book and said, how do you do it? And one of them said to me, you sit down every day and you write for three hours. You put it on your calendar and you do it. And you don't let other things get in your way. And I think particularly for women who decide to have a career part or full-time where they're working from home, everyone, you know, up until now, they thought when I'm at home, I'm available. And now I have to say, no, I am at work. I know you can see me here, but when I'm sitting in front of my computer, don't come talk to me (laughs) because (laughs) I'm working. And so it's setting new boundaries and and really having the discipline to really push yourself forward that uh, is the difference between accomplishing something and not accomplishing something. Mm -hmm. And you talk about having doors slammed in your face. You have a reputation in Silicon Valley being very tenacious. Can you give some tips on that? How do you personally deal with doors slammed in your face? Or can you describe a particular instance? Sure. I mean, I think that, again, another thing, and particularly doing something like Skinny Songs, which is not without its controversy and is very personal by nature, you have to develop a thick skin. And you have to say, first of all, back to your prior point, not everyone's going to like it and I'm going to be okay with that. There are going to be people who say that uh, it's, it's, it's not a good, you know, it's not a good thing. And I'm okay. I have to be okay with that. I have to say, well, that's their opinion, but I'm happy with what I'm doing and I'm going to move forward. There have been people who've said to me, oh, you know, there's, there's one giant weight loss company who said to me, well, we like the idea, but we don't like the word skinny because we're not about being skinny. We're about a healthy lifestyle here at this company. And I thought, okay, well, that's, that's a choice that you make. But if I had tried to be politically correct in everything I did, I don't think it would have appealed to the listener. You know, that's, that's who I'm worried about, not these corporate entities. And so what I learned after trying to work with a few corporate entities and continually getting the door shut because they felt that the music was, a, you know, either a little too personal, a little too politically incorrect, whatever, I thought, well, that's not going to be an avenue for me. So instead of beating my head against that wall, 
I will go off and focus on generating interest for the product where I can through other means, through publicity, through through work with, um, uh, interestingly enough, with some nonprofits where they are more willing to allow the kind of political incorrectness to be okay. And not, not to overemphasize, it's not that politically incorrect, Mm -hmm. but again, it it, it may not fit a corporation. So you just learn, you, you just, you get up every day and you say, what am I going to do today to move the ball forward? Mm -hmm. And sometimes you learn there's a whole avenue of activity that just isn't going to produce a result. And after a certain time, you know, I believe in tenacity, but I also believe in learning. And at a certain point, if, if the same, you get the same feedback from 20 companies, it isn't worth approaching company number 21. On the other hand, I think when it comes to things like media opportunities, you every day there's, there's a new opportunity to go meet someone and make something happen. And if somebody doesn't like your message, that's okay because the next day you'll find someone else and maybe they will like your message. And that's where I think I am an optimist by nature and I think that that is, uh, serves me well. And I think for any entrepreneur, you've got to have that sense of optimism. Because if you didn't, you wouldn't get up every morning and do it. Great talking with you, Heidi. Well, thank you. And good luck with Skinny Songs and your new book. I really appreciate your taking the time to talk with Fresh Dialogues. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to Fresh Dialogues. This is Alison Van Diggelen, with special thanks to Tom Kromkowski and Carol Pecora for technical support, and Kevin McLeod, who wrote and produced our music. (laughs) 